0: Hello and welcome. My name is Christina and you're listening to Planner Mess Express, a bi-weekly podcast for the planner obsessed, planner newbie, or those of you who don't even own a planner that are looking for a comfortable spot that embraces life's messes. Join me as we explore the life inside the planner pages. Hey guys, it's me again, and I'm actually off to a late start today. Um, I actually planned on getting up early this morning and getting quite a few things done. Well, that didn't happen. I went to bed late last night. I was working on the new releases and the Two Dollar Tuesday that gets launched tomorrow. So today is Monday, January 11th, 2021, um, and. On Tuesday, January 12th, 2021, I will actually be offering my first $2 Tuesday on my website. So there was a lot of things to do to get prepared for that. Um, So I stayed up a little bit later than I expected, which means I slept later than I expected. So one of the things that were on my to-do list today was to print up photos that I took yesterday to put into my planner. So some of you might know I use a catch-all planner system. So what that means is I have one planner that encompasses everything in my life. So instead of having separate planners for, say, a memory-keeping planner or to keep track of social media content or things for this podcast or for my business, things for my personal budget or keeping track of my work and school schedule. Instead of having an individual planner for these um, different aspects of my life, I have a one planner system. And so I'm actually doing a disbound system this year, and there are different sections for each of the things that I have to get done throughout the day. So thinking about the memory planning aspect of it, I used to be a lot better about printing out photos. So once a week I would, you know, print out a picture of something that we were doing that week, maybe a special occasion, birthday, things like that. And I haven't been keeping track of that part of it as much as I'd like to. The model that I have is a Canon selfie, and so it's a little bit bigger, a little bulkier than some of the uh, photo printers that you can get to print out the small photos for your planner, and so I just don't pull it out of storage as often as I used to. I'm actually thinking about switching over from that model to a different one um, that's a little more compact that I can sit out on my desk and it would be utilized a little bit more. But for today, the big thing is to get those photos printed. So yesterday, for those of you who are listening that are in Texas, you know that we got a little bit of snow. As someone who was born and raised in Central Texas, getting snow, much less snow that's deep enough that you can trench through and build an adequate snowman is a rarity and so I found myself with my husband and the kids out in the yard playing like they were like we were all little kids. I've never seen real snow in my entire life um, other than the, the little bit of flurries that I've seen a few handful of times here in Texas. We were out playing in it, taking pictures and doing all those things, enjoying the day. And as I was looking back through the pictures that, you know, I was looking through to decide which ones I was going to print today, it got me thinking. Yesterday was one of the first times that I was completely present in what we were doing. Now, over the last few months, and I am sure this is a common occurrence with a lot of people around um, the country and the world, really, I feel like much of my day is me being on autopilot. And for me, it's a way that I can completely kind of insulate myself and protect myself. When I get up and I go to work and we are dealing with the sickest patients in the hospital, patients that once they get to our unit, we know that their survival rate is very, very low, knowing that information and trying your damnedest to keep these people alive another shift, it takes its toll. And so if you were to walk on our unit and a couple of us are sitting around at the nurse's station, you might hear laughter. You might hear us cutting up, possibly saying an inappropriate joke or two. You might even think, oh, they're fine, Um, but it really is just the way that we are trying to cope with the situation at hand. And by no means do I think that where we are as a facility and a community is this the worst case scenario just yet. I'm thankful that I work with an amazing group of healthcare providers, whether it be the PCTs. The nurses, lab techs, our critical care physicians, everyone in between. Yes, sometimes we have shitty days where we cannot stand being in that building. But I do know that I am lucky to work with a group of people who are trying their very best with what we have in front of us. Working in this high stress environment is where the idea of autopilot kind of comes into play. So for example, the last ship that I worked, my patient that I had was someone who was actively dying. So my job at that moment wasn't to save this person's life. It was to keep them alive long enough so that their family could be the ones holding their hand when they died. And so then that meant that I had to become hyper-focused on what I was doing. So my sole focus was to monitor their vital signs and give them the proper medication to, quote-unquote, keep them alive until family arrived. In doing so, it means that I am not thinking about anything else but the task at hand. And this does come in handy with the work that we do. I'm not thinking about the human aspect, if you will, about the emotions that go along with, with having people die around you. The only thing I'm thinking about is the blood pressure and the medications that I need to give to keep that blood pressure high enough and the heart beating enough to be able to get them through the next 30 minutes, hour, whatever. And this is a good kind of coping mechanism, if you will, in the short term. In the long term, what that means when I am constantly on autopilot, it means that when I come home, I'm not present with the people around me. I'm going through the motions. I'm making dinner, eating dinner, showering, or doing all of those things and just kind of putting one step in front of the other. And in the short term, it works. In the long term, it means that I'm not making these lasting memories. I'm literally letting the days pass. And what am I getting out of those days? Surely my whole purpose in life is not to go to work, come home and sleep just to go back to work again. I I hope that there is more to life than just the the jobs that we have and letting time pass. I do think it's really important to be able to sit down and really take in and absorb the things that we're doing. I can't tell you how many times I've driven home from work, sat in the driveway and thought to myself, how in the hell did I get here? That was me on autopilot. Or when I'm sitting down at dinner And I'm chit-chatting with my family, but yet my phone's in my hand. I'm not being present. I don't do it on purpose, but it's become a habit. So it's easy to just kind of put one foot in front of the other and go through the motions. It's something that I have to really remind myself to be able to stop and be present in what I'm doing at the moment. Over the last few years, I've been guilty of putting many things on the back burner. During nursing school, it was, oh, when I graduate nursing school, I'll have enough time to work out. Or, I'm going to have enough money to be able to take my family on vacation. That's when I'll make memories. That's when we'll get to have these great life experiences. But what's the point of waiting? I've had the opportunity to take my family on multiple family vacations. And while we were able to create memories, have fun, and take wonderful pictures to remember the days by, what about all the other days, the ordinary days? At the end of the day, I was sitting with my husband and we were talking about how yesterday was one of the best days that we've had in a very long time. And I think it's because I wasn't preoccupied by all the responsibilities that I have. All the things that are normally running in my head a mile a minute, I wasn't really thinking about. I was focused on spending time with my family and hanging out with my kids. So I'm at the end of the day and I'm feeling good about the day in general. And I decided that I was going to sit down for a couple minutes and just kind of work in my Zen as Fuck workbook. And if you don't know what it is, Zen is Fuck by Monica Sweeney. It's basically a uh, journal to kind of help you learn how to get past the bullshit. And I was kind of flipping through the pages to see which page I wanted to fill out. And then I remembered that I had another workbook in my planner. And... Early on in the pandemic, the pastoral care, um, the chaplains that work for the facility I work at, they had given us a a booklet as a tool to kind of help manage uh, that feeling of burnout. And this was early on, so it was April or May. So even if we hadn't started feeling the burnout quite yet, um, it was a tool that we could have and use later. So I, I get this book out and I'm I'm reading through it and while the the verbiage is completely different than Monica Sweeney's book, the ideas are the same, right? There's some common threads among this book and probably many books out there that kind of go over the same topic. And it's really about understanding the things that you can change, realizing the bullshit that you can't and knowing that it's okay to let go of the baggage Um, and not letting it bog you down. So how do we do that? For some people, they pray. Others, they meditate. And for some, they are very mindful of the things that they should be grateful for. I myself have been bad lately about letting stressful moments or small situations kind of overshadow my entire day. So recently I decided to go ahead and download the Year in Pixels printout from Passion Planner. And I'm using it to kind of track my mood for the day. And what I like about this, it makes me think about my day as a whole. So instead of focusing on some ass backwards comment someone made or a stressful situation at work, instead of thinking like, oh, my day was shit, I'm having to really think about my day as a whole. So even if I'm at work and there are some stressful things going on, Yes, this situation is stressful, but overall, I had a good day. Today was a good day. And it really makes me work to think about the good that's happening. When I talked about that situation previously, about how my focus and my job that day was just to keep that patient alive long enough for their family to be present, I had to sit back and think to myself, I could focus on the fact that no matter what I did in those moments, the outcome was going to be the same and my patient was still going to be dead. But what I chose to focus on was I did my job well enough that I provided the family an opportunity to be able to be there with their loved one when they died. So much of this is about perspective. And by sharing this with you guys, it's not to say that, oh, yes, I I know what to do. I got this shit down pat. I don't. By sharing this with you, it acts as a reminder for myself to do the things that I know work, to be consistent, to sit down and really think about the things that I'm grateful for. I've said previously that being angry and living in a world where the chaos and anger and sadness completely consumes you, I do believe that it is much easier than changing those behaviors. It takes work for some of us. To be able to get up in the morning and stay positive and to keep moving forward. That takes so much more work than allowing myself to really focus on the negative and wallow in it. Because yes, it's it's uncomfortable and it's painful to feel all the sadness and the anger and things like that. Honestly, it's so much harder to show up, be consistent, and put in the work. But you're going to get way more out of life if you're willing to put forth that effort. So as I was preparing my planner for 2021, I was going through some stickers that a friend of mine, Tiffany from Second Chance Planner, had sent over to me. And one of the stickers said, word for the year. Now, I had never come up with a word for the year, but scrolling through Instagram and um, Pinterest, I saw that this is pretty popular in the planner community. So I started to kind of think about what I wanted for 2021. And the word that I decided on was consistency. Because nothing that we are striving for, none of our goals are going to be attained unless we have consistency. So if your goal for 2021 is to get sober and stay sober, maybe you're working on your mental health, your outlook on life, or you're thinking you do need to lose the last 20 pounds you gained over the last 12 months. None of these things are going to happen unless you make a plan, you show up, you do the work, and you stay consistent. Over the next few weeks, I want to focus on being more positive in hopes of creating a better outlook on life. One of the ways I want to do this is by creating a habit of gratitude. I have created two gratitude journal printables that you can get for free on my website. They will be available starting Tuesday, January 12, 2021, under the Planner Mess Express blog on my website at www.brazenboldprintco.com, I want to say thank you for everyone that has tuned in to another episode of Planner Mess Express. Remember guys, it's okay to be a mess, but don't be messy. This episode of Planner Mess Express was brought to you by Brazen Bold Printco. If you want a place that will enable your planner sticker addiction, shop Brazen Bold Print Co. We specialize in nursing, student, household, and custom planner stickers. For up-to-date information, you can find us on Instagram at brazenboatprintco or on our website at www.brazenboatprintco.com.